Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. What the heck is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Just Go With It. Happy Friday, happy hour. We made it through the week. How does it feel, Ashley? We made it through another week of our lives in our 20s. Another week down, which means one week less to live. And did we make the most of it? I don't know. I'm all about making the most of time. So, you know, I'm going to say I think I did make the most of it this week because I went to Trader Joe's. I went out in a storm. It's literally pouring rain in Tennessee because of, I don't know if you've heard this, there's a hurricane in Louisiana. Okay. I know there's a hurricane in Louisiana, but it was raining here this morning and I text India, one of our past guests, and I was like, hey, listen to the song Boston when it's raining. And she was like, oh, it's raining here too. And I actually listened to it this morning. Okay. So, so it's actually just raining all over the whole damn world, but we can blame Louisiana anyways. Uh-huh. And I braved the storm. I actually, you know, I'm used to driving in the rain. I'm from Seattle. It doesn't bother me, but I get out on these highways in Nashville and there's like semi trucks to my left, semi trucks to my right. People are merging like no tomorrow and they're going so fast and the mist was everywhere. The sky was gray. You couldn't even see the skyline. It was absolutely horrifying. I actually thought I was going to die just trying to go get my everything with the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. Were you acting like Cher and Clueless when um, her friend gets on the freeway for the first time and they're screaming at the truckers? I'm just like screaming alone in my car. I actually had to put on like 2008 Taylor Swift just to like calm myself because I was getting overstimulated. Something similar to in different car situations where I'm like, I just need to put on something that I know really well to calm myself, kind of like an unruly little kid or baby that I know can put me... And you're gripping the steering wheel. Your knuckles are white from gripping it so hard. And you're just like softly mouthing the words along like it's going to be okay. And if it's like a 20 minute plus car ride, your hand is like getting sore from gripping so hard. And then you're like, oh, what the heck is wrong with me? Yeah, Why the heck am I holding on for dear life? So actually, in that case, we are so lucky that we're both here for another week, or else you guys could have all checked uh, Indeed and Craigslist that I was looking for a new co-host if Abby hadn't made it down that freeway. Oh my gosh, that's the road you would go down? You'd go down Craigslist to find a co-host? Wow, that says a lot. I probably sourced um, a past guest. I feel like I should share with the fans. I started my job at iHeart in Tennessee this week, and all of my coworkers are so nice and so freaking southern it's so cute they all have accents and stuff and i'm like is it too late for me to develop an accent i don't think so yes. i'm gonna try yes it's too late you know the that, movie, dude. you know the movie jaws right duh you're familiar well when the chief moves to the island he's like how long till i get to sam an islander and they're like unless you're born here you're never an islander i think that might be the same case all over the world oh, <laughs> abby, abby sent me a picture that whoever's in charge of her took um and it was her standing in, in front of some red wall in the building and I looked just like when you take your first fake ID photo when you are 16 to 18 and you're standing in front of a white wall and you're having your roommate your brand new college roommate take it for you or something like that it definitely did look exactly like that like the smile the standing in front of the blank wall like it was the bad lighting (laughs) <laughs> and you know what's so funny is you don't know these people very well, so you can't be like, oh, can you take it again? Like, I don't really like the way my face looks in it. So you just get your one shot, and then they're like, all right, this is your go-to photo. I'm going to send it out to everyone on this floor so that people recognize you and can say hi. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, gosh. And then 
Yeah, and then the picture was blown up in the email, so it was like super zoomed in, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" It was it's not like cute. it's like those TikToks. You're gonna laugh at this comparison. It's just out of nowhere. It's like those TikToks where a new dog shows up the sh- at the shelter, and they take like a lousy photo of it. <laughs> or like, or like Facebook Marketplace when you're like, it's it's like a blurry picture in the corner, and it's just a piece of furniture that's like kind of beaten up. That's me. Your your lamp that didn't get a second photo up. Totally. Out, out to market but um yeah so that's that's happy's week in a nutshell on this episode what we're going to cover is well we have a special guest at the end but we're going to cover some fun little stuff about it's the start of a new month it's september 1st when we're recording this and it'll be the third when it comes out we're getting right into labor day weekend and we want to talk about what Life is like at the start of a new month because we're not making the most of it these days. And then after that, we have a special guest halfway through the episode. Actually, the most special of all guests. So stay tuned. You should be excited. It's really cute and fun. Yeah, he was requested far. It is a man. We finally had a man on again. It's been a long time, but he was requested far and wide, near and far by anyone who personally knows us. Yes. So lucky you guys, but back to the main topic. It's a new month, start of a new month. I think a lot of people wait for January 1st to do a reset or to make some resolutions or whatever you want to call it. But really the first of every month can be your personal new year's because you can take it as, okay, what did, what did last month look like? What did I like about it? What did I not like about it? What can I work on? And then you can take little micro things and work on them each month. And I think that's like a really cool way to continuously work on yourself without getting overwhelmed. And also doing that monthly September, October 1st check-in is a good way if you want to try a new workout class or you want to try a new hobby when the month is over at your monthly check-in and say, hey, this isn't working for me if it's not. And that's like, oh, four weeks. I gave it my honest shot. Time to move on to the next thing and let's see how that goes for me. Right. And the way that you can compartmentalize it is good too, because you focus on one month at a time and it's not just like January 1st. Oh my God, I have all these things I need to get done in a year. And then you obviously like stop doing them a month later. So it doesn't even matter. But like, actually, actually, what were our resolutions? Because we said we were going to do something about that. I know. I said I was going to leave five minutes earlier and guess what time I got to work 15 minutes early. Let's go, baby. It was your first day. Let's come circle back in three months. You're right. Actually, please check back with me. I'm sure I'll be late every day. (laughs) I want to listen back to it because I'm not sure what our resolutions are and I want to know if we're following them whatsoever. Mine I know is, that it was involves water. Let's be honest. Mine was stop counting calories and learn to do the splits. I only did one of those things. Counting calories. Yeah, the splits. Uh, I don't know if it's in the cards for me. I think it's. I pretend like it's in my heart. But if it was really in my heart, wouldn't I be practicing? Exactly. And you advertise to everyone that we speak to, I'm learning the splits. This is my thing. I'm gonna learn how to do the splits. I think in the back of my mind, like net. You cast cast your net so far and wide with this, and nothing, no fish are coming back in. But I think the thing is, I just think it's a fun and flirty idea. But then the act of like actually trying to work towards it sounds like not fun for me, you know? Or flirty. Not fun or flirty. And if it's not fun or flirty, there's no no room for that in my life. None. (laughs) It could be a party trick at the very least, and we love a good party. True. Anyways, back to the real reason we're all gathered here today, September 1st, September 3rd when you listen, but who's counting? Like Abby said, it is the way to reset our lives backtrack, figure out what's not working, figure out what is working. And it takes the pressure off of these big lofty goals that we do when our birthday comes or when New Year's Eve comes because 
when that happens, we're making lists of seven to 15 things, and that's no way to to operate. And I just thought of something on the spot. Maybe on New Year's Eve, you do make that list of 15 things, and then you break it down to two or three things per month for the Ooh. continuous year. You see, that sounds way more manageable. And I think more people should kind of look at it that way because a whole year, a lot could happen in a year. Things change every day. You change as a person so much in a year. So obviously each month your goals can change and things that you want to work on. For me personally, the things splits. I want to work on, no, no. Have the changed. Splits. The splits have changed. My flexibility <laughs> has changed. I'm actually this month, this is actually really exciting. I have two that I want to do for my reset. I'm going to go to a new church every week, like a different one every single week, no repeats for like three months. The first three months I'm here in Nashville, go to different ones, try them out, see what I like, see what I don't like, and then find a home church. And then additionally, I'm going to do different workout classes such as like kickboxing or hot yoga or like a weightlifting class or a boot camp class. And I'm going to see which one of those suits my fancy. And so both of those are like resetty things that I've never done before. The fans love hot yoga. Um, one of my good friends used to always beg me to go to hot yoga and I would say no. And ever since then, <laughs> I regret it because so many people I come in contact with are always like, oh, have you tried hot yoga? It's life changing. Have you tried hot yoga? The thing is, it's really fun and it's not super physically taxing and you sweat a lot. So all of your toxins are released. So there's just like so much. Sounds like a benefits. healthy, so well, it might dehydrate you guys can say sounds like a healthy hungover thing to do. Well, it definitely will dehydrate you because you drink two ounces of water a day, Ashley. <laughs> I think that I'm on the up and up. I think we're exaggerating and I think we're lying no. and I think that Honestly, I'm on the up Honestly, you guys, and up. call your friends out when they don't drink enough water because you're looking out for them and you're trying to get them to expand their lifespan. And uh, it's not too, it's never too late to shame your friends for not drinking enough water. I stand by that. <laughs> Are you taking that from it's never too early to become a redhead? No, but also it is never too early to become a redhead, redheads.com or whatever. <laughs> yeah, go listen to their podcast. But yeah, we're taking life manageably starting right now until we die. We're taking it one bite at a time, <laughs> one month one at a time. <laughs> one bite, one month at a time. We're learning new skills. We're picking up new habits. We're dropping old ones. If you feel guilty that you did something last month, you don't like something that you did last month, you have anxiety from a night out or something, we're forgetting <laughs> about it. It's September 1st. We're moving on. New month, new mindset, new you, baby. Let's go. Yeah, um, solved issues from last month. Drop them. Who even cares? Moving on. <laughs> Ashley, you know what? Sometimes it takes to feel like a new you is a new outfit. Can we talk about uh, what? that? A new outfit. Yeah. Have you ever thought of doing that? You know, you just like put on a new outfit and you feel ready to take on the world like a new woman. I'm obsessed with shopping in person. We know that you're online. I'm in person, so we make a perfect tag team. Well, I actually happen to know a place that has a little bit of both online and in person. It's very exciting. You guys, if you're a fan from day one, we finally got a sponsor. I hope you're just as excited as we are because da, 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 Shanty Boutique offers a wide range of trendy items from fall essentials to denim to anything back to school. If you guys know me and you've been following me, I modeled for Shanty Boutique while I was home. I became obsessed. The employers, all of the people who work there, love them. Shout out to you girls. Miss you so much. But they get new inventory every single week. So there's always a new must-have to browse. And you might even see a familiar face on the website when you do. You can shop in person if you live in Newport, Washington or the Spokane surrounding area or online at shantyboutique.com. And you can also download the Shanty app and shop there, which is really fun to do because I feel like shopping on an app can be super easy sometimes as opposed to websites. 
but um, they just got a bunch of really cute jewelry and back to school items like fall sweaters, like pastel cardigan situations. And I feel like they do a really good job of having a wide range of styles. So there's really something for everybody. So go check it out, you guys, shantyboutique.com. And use code JGWI20 for 20% off your order. And that's not a joke this time. As in the past, you guys, use yeah. code JGWI20 for 20% off your order. We at joke about this a lot, but if you care about us in any type of way, and if you care about your wardrobe, you will go online and you will shop Shanty Boutique and you, you will use JGWI20 because you get 20% off and we get clout. Okay, so let's go. <laughs> And go ahead also, now's a perfect time to subscribe to our podcast because the more subscribers, the more sponsors we get, the closer we are to having a podcast studio. You And the more the more discount codes you get. The more discount codes you get. And it's never too early for us to start putting money towards a house or, or a college or a kid's college fund. So, you know, you're, you're looking out for future exactly. generations when you subscribe. Yes. So go reset yourself at the beginning of this month and shop Shanty Boutique. Anyways, I'm just really excited about the sponsor. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. On to the next part of our lesson plan. I want to talk about, I told Abby this today and she thought it was a cute idea. She thinks everything that I think is a cute idea. That's so, because I'm just so charmed by you, Ashley. I know. It's a charmed life, huh? So mm-hmm. a little idea that I came across, I think I got it from TikTok. I'll recognize the source, but I think it's brilliant and I'm surprised I didn't come up with it myself, is to go ahead and create traditions with yourself. I just think it's such a cute idea. Like you were saying, like, when people say, take yourself on a date or whatever, it's like, okay, am I going to go to a park and like have a picnic by myself? Like, I don't really know. That seems like a lot, but this seems very manageable and applicable to something you could apply. So please explain, Ashley. As I was saying, this is a manageable way to not kind of just be lost in the dark. Like, am I taking myself out to dinner on a random Tuesday? And then it gets brushed under the rug because you forget about it because it's just meant to be a random Tuesday. And we talk about stuff like that all the time. But this is a better way to keep track of it. And heck, do your monthly check-ins when you do these little traditions with yourself. Some examples that I came up with are go out and buy yourself flowers and a coffee, an iced coffee on the first day of spring. Trader Joe's has some great selections. See, and that is super applicable and manageable. Like, how hard is it to go buy a $5 bouquet of flowers? And it's a 15-minute excursion. If you're embarrassed about eating alone at a restaurant, that's a 15-minute thing that you're probably shopping at Trader Joe's anyways. And the thought of having fresh flowers in your living room or your bedroom is just really nice and cute and fun. And it's the first day of spring. So that honestly sounds like something I might start doing as well. Yeah. I have another one, Ashley. Go. So sticking with the theme of seasons, since fall is coming up, obviously, um, I've been seeing a lot of romanticizing fall situations. And so traditions with yourself, this is going to sound funny, but you could restart Gilmore Girls because that's a very fall show. Or you could have a Twilight Marathon with your friends and then all come together and discuss every fall. And I feel like that could be very fun as well. Yes. The first time it drops below 50 degrees in the fall, put on Twilight. Another one. sweater from Shanty <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I was thinking that is a very simple solo activity, 10 minutes or 15 if you want, is to write a letter to yourself either every New Year's Eve or every birthday. A letter to yourself oh one gosh. year from now, which I think is could be really cute through the years to see how you change. That's really cool and intentional too because that's way more important than like buying flowers at Trader Joe's. Like that actually could lead to personal growth. That's such a cute, I love that idea, Ashley. Did you come up with that yourself? Is that an organic idea? 
I think it was, but it might be stemmed from how Allie has me do the list every year of like 23 things I'm proud of. Or no, thankful yeah, for, just kidding, cool. thankful for. Yeah. Thankful for, grateful for. Yeah, and I, I feel like those, which are cute. no shame in doing the whole like five things I'm grateful for today every day because no when I was doing that, there was like a time in my life when I was actually like really disciplined in doing that and I felt so happy and good and I really should be doing that again. But stay tuned. I bought a journal at Target, everybody. So woo. Another one that I came up with is to, on your half birthday, either take yourself out to dinner, that's a big leap, or smaller ones can be buy yourself like a cupcake or a small cake or a bottle of champagne or, or your some favorite sort of treat. dessert, like a crumble cookie or something. Yeah, some sort of little treat and like an knowledge to yourself. Hey, it's my half birthday. Could be another check in. We're obsessed with check ins on this episode, but could be another one. Yeah, that's super fun. People are not acknowledging their half birthday, probably because it's a little absurd and obnoxious, but there's nothing wrong with being a little absurd and obnoxious no. if it makes you happy. What the heck? Not at all. Another one, this one is very in line with my character, and I make us all do it very often, is anytime you're on vacation, go and get ice cream after dinner. Oh my gosh, Ashley and ice cream after dinner. Don't even get me started. I could write a dissertation. Seriously, this girl. It's going to catch up to you one day. Oh, I know. No, I know. But it hasn't yet. It hasn't even hinted at catching up to me yet. Right? You don't think so, right? No, no, no. Of course not. You look great. But you should capitalize (laughs) on it. (laughs) No, well, that's why I am. But specifically, if you feel like it is catching up to you, well, at least when you're on vacation, because I'm sure you don't go on vacation more than once a month or every few months, have ice cream after dinner with your friends. Yeah, that's really special. And also another way, I actually just went and had ice cream with a friend who I hadn't seen in a really long time. And it was just like, very pure, like something about it felt very like, this is a cool activity. We don't have to get drinks all the time. We can go. Get I was ice about cream. to say, everyone yeah. our age wants to get drinks. Wants to get drinks. Well, if you don't feel like getting drinks or spending the money on it, honestly, go and get ice cream. Yeah, there's no harm. No harm, no foul, no shame. Especially because it takes the time and day. You would normally get, be getting drinks, you know, five to like ten p.m. You might not want a coffee at that time with a friend. So go get ice cream. Yeah, and Jenny's ice creams usually open to like ten or eleven. If you're so lucky to be in a city with a Jenny's. We tore apart the Austin Jennies. Dude, we literally, I think we went three times to that scene. <laughs> Someone told in us an, an Uber driver. An Uber driver was like, have you guys been at Jennies? And we were like, yes, <laughs> at least three times. We're like, we actually, you, we might as well just have flown to the city just for the Jennies because we came here yeah. so many times. Freaks. Um, another thing that I do many times when I'm on vacation is buy a book from a bookstore. Support your local bookstore. Or you're not local. Support your oh, visiting bookstore. Yeah. I just saw we're big into really reading these days. We're so into reading. I just saw a really cute local bookstore in Nashville and I like made a mental note that I'm gonna go back there because A, how cool and mysterious are you if you shop at a local bookstore? Like screw Amazon delivery, two-day shipping, I don't care. Go help the local bookstore people stay open and also look like a main character while you do it. Love that. That could be a reset. Let's start that this month. If you're not a reader, local bookstore, put it on your list. That's good stuff. Last time we were last time we were in, in Nashville, I was at a bookstore. You left me there while you were doing something, and you came back, and I was like, "I'm going to get this book." And you were like, "No, you're not. You're like, you don't have room in your suitcase for a hardcover book." And you made me put it down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I sound like such a like overbearing it. mother. You were like, like, "No, you're not taking that book. You don't have any room, and you already have another book in your backpack." 
Yeah, see, these are the things I don't remember. So I'm glad that your mind is a steel trap. Steel, steel trap. Uh, do you have any other recommendations? What else you got? Um, I feel like people are sleeping on sledding and that's something that's a lost art. So maybe the, on the first snowfall, if you live in a place where it snows, go sledding at your local that's hill. Cute. Yeah, that is cute. <laughs> Find a slope hill. and get on something slick and shiny and have yourself a time. <laughs> and take it away um a tradition this is not a solo one but anytime that we're all together in like a home setting i love making saturday morning breakfast and watching cartoons with you guys in a group home yeah in a group home that's what it always is when we're together or you can also do it solo no one's stopping you yeah but i think that's a really good idea let's just like start implementing new year's vibes at the start of every month i'm here for that yeah and then before we get into our special guest, did you finish Malibu Rising? I did finish Malibu Rising. Everyone, that was our book club pick, our most recent. Um, it was really exciting. I felt very attached to the characters, and it was one of those yeah. books that I teared up at the end solely for the reason that it was over, because I wanted the story to keep going. Like, I wanted to know more about the characters' lives and, like, where they were in five totally. years. You know? Wasn't it really cute how Nina, the oldest, there's a bunch of spoilers, but how Nina, the oldest one, how she's just like, I'm just going to go and see what happens. And yeah. she's getting more excited about it when she goes to the airport. It's all really tender. And she had been taking care of people her whole entire life. And then those people now were independent enough to be like, you deserve time for yourself. Yeah. And do you think yeah. they're going to call Mick? No. No. He, he wholeheartedly I was actually yeah he made his bed and he also slept in that same bed for like way too long like 20 years or something because it was so true and his motives for coming back and seeing them were still selfishly motivated like you could see it in the writing from yeah he was lonely it was all selfish it wasn't because he cared about them and I'm sure he does love them but kind of like Nina said your love the issues your love doesn't mean anything yeah and do you think that girl's their sister I think no, I genuinely don't think she is, but I think they basically adopt her into the family as if she is one, and that's all that matters because she needs a family. Especially with Nina gone. Yeah, and it's interesting how Mick's like, I'll take a paternity test, but I think there is beauty in us not knowing whether or not she was part of the family because we know what happens. Like, her and Kit become best friends, and she needed that family atmosphere anyway, so it was like, all works out. Yes, and I think you should send me, and I'll, I'll post them, who you think would be some of the cast members, and I'll also do one. Ooh, I love doing that. Oh, one more thing about the family. I loved HUD so much, and I loved how was he, he the- cared about Ashley and his baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the ending was really good with HUD and Jay. And especially how Jay, his whole life, has just been this surfer guy, but he has the heart condition. And then they finally give Kit the spotlight she deserves. And they're like, maybe our next dream is to hype our sister up and help her become the best surfer she can. That gave me chills. They were like, maybe it was always supposed to be this way because they'll always be a team, Hud and Jay, because they're basically twins. But now they get to help their – I have chills right now talking about it. Now they get to lift their sister up and she never got the spotlight until then. I wish we were twins. I wish I had siblings. That book made me nostalgic for something I never had, which was like growing up with siblings. And it just really solidified that I cannot wait to have four children. It made me nostalgic for Malibu. But yeah, I'm going to sue if I don't have two boys and two girls exactly. You want four kids too? Only if I had the money and the resources. Yeah, I say that too. But I feel like I see you with two kids, but I don't know. What do I know? We can can debate this off air, but (laughs) – 
But yeah, let's post our cast list. And then on the next episode, we can decide. I want to do a thriller for the next one because we yeah. haven't done that. But we can decide what book we're going to do. And want to intro our guest, our special guest. Yes, you guys, we are keeping it in the bloodline today. The one and only, oh, my, the <laughs> I'm keeping it in the family. Owls in the family. If anyone read that book when we were kids, shout out to you. Um, my father, Kevin Craig Hunt, has made his way Craig. onto the pod. Yes, Craig. We basically had to force him. So you guys be nice. You know, he's out of our age range of our typical guests. So we might get some wisdom. We might not. We cover everything from the road trip to what it was like to raise such a whirling dervish that is me. Um, Abby confessed some stuff from high school on air. I confessed some things. And my father's just so sweet and cute. And I love him so dearly. So please enjoy this short little excerpt from my dad, Kevin. All right, pop pop. It's I'm just excited to hear your voice. It's been too long. Punky Louise, good to hear from you. You too, Ashley. That's me. Um, <laughs> always a pleasure. It's always nice to get together on big family nights like this, family game night. Except we're podcasting. Also, we all hang out with each other's families more than you would think for not being in the same state and not having grown up together. We're really setting the bar high. All right, so. Really exciting news, you guys. We have finally got a family member on the pod. We've got my dad, Kevin, fresh off a road trip cross country. We're going to unpack it for you. We are going to talk highs and lows. Um, If you've been following along on my Instagram, we've been doing a food tour. Also, my dad is a food critic, world renowned. Isn't that right? Uh, Yes, mainly I'm a critic, I believe. Yeah, you're very critical. And Ashley has some choice words about what it was like to raise me, you know, young Abby, I'm sure it's quite the story. So we're just going to ask you some questions and have a chat if that's okay with you. All right, Ashley, what's your first question? Okay, I want to lay some foundation, Kevin. What was five-year-old Abby like in a few words? Describe five-year-old Abby. Sweet, inquisitive, uh, energetic, and loving. What happened? Okay, well, that's the same as I am now. <laughs> was was five-year-old Abby as obsessed with boys as 23-year-old Abby is? Uh, it'd be hard to say she was that obsessed, but uh, she was obsessed with them for sure. She liked kissing boys at a young age. <laughs> how, how old is a young age? <laughs> Two and up. Uh, remember when I – remember – can you tell the story of when I gave Stephen that rash? Uh, I don't know. I guess you did give him the rash. I'm not sure, but uh, maybe because you were kissing him, but uh, he was at a, were you at a birthday party at his house? You were b- both around two. I think so. I was an infant. You were happy to be there. And you were just kissing away on his cheeks. Big smile. And then, uh, cute. then you, yeah, you, then you both had, a rash. yeah, I had a rash on my mouth and then, you know, an hour later he also had a rash on his mouth. So what does that tell you? <laughs> So I'm growing up. What is uh? Yeah, when does Abby start playing basketball? Uh, let's see. You must have been in fifth grade or maybe fourth grade, right? Uh, How were you in fourth grade? I don't know. Nine. Yeah, the Christian league. They were trying to just keep kids busy and teach them the game. And I was the worst one, wasn't I? Well, they everybody had a head start on you. They had a a coach that uh, knew he's had a regular program, and he had all these kids, you know, dribbling all the different ways and developing your skills and you just had to catch up. 
Yeah, the glory days. <laughs> All right, let's move away from basketball. The fans And then in. moving on to high school, Abby, was she troublesome? Did she sneak out of the house to kiss more boys? Or was she a good kid? She was a good kid. She was a Christian school kid, K through 8, and valedictorian of her class of 15. But once she got into high school, it was like a whole new world. So she was right around 13 years old. She discovered she had opinions and uh, wanted to be part of everything, every club, every sport, every whatever. You know, drive me here, drive me here. And you got to pick. Opportunities galore. You can't do everything. So you don't have to do it all in one year, you know. So then uh, she used to listen to her father and, you know, kind of like his opinion. But that changed right around 13. So been been downhill since then. Did Abby throw any parties in high school or sneak out of the house or anything? To your knowledge? I don't know about sneaking out of the house, but uh, she did. She had some impromptu parties. You know, she got on whatever social media she was and said, I'm going to have a a New Year's party or something like that. We had a big yard over in Monroe. uh, And uh, all of a sudden, there's 70 kids out in the yard, you know. She was kind of into that. And then uh, she had, you know, had a, a DJ show up and they were dancing on the basketball court out there and having a good time. But she had a few of those. She had a few parties. It's a hard knock life for a popular kid, you know? Sometimes there's just 70 people in your yard. Abby, did you, you ever sneak out? Now is a safe time to fess up. Your state's away. I I think it is a safe, safe time to fess up. I will say I did, I believe, sneak out maybe once or twice, but I really was not that much of a problem child. Like, I was a goody two-shoes for the most part. But there is one secret that I've never told my parents that I'm going to say live on the podcast now. I threw a party when you guys were out of town one time because you only went out of town once, I believe, in high school. And there was, you know, lots of drinking going on. But I was, like, being the responsible one because I'm the hostess. But lots of people came over. We were playing beer pong on, like, the family table. Like, people were spending the night on the floor, the carpeted hardwood floor. (laughs) And it was really, really fun. And I had to do a lot of cleaning the day after. But I never told you guys that. How do you feel? Uh, well, I guess I can live. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, not surprised, but I'm not upset about it. A couple of years ago, I told my mom something along the same lines. Me and my friend told her both our two moms. And they were like, we didn't already know that story. And I was like, no, we've been keeping it in this whole time. And it was not the reaction I wanted or mm-hmm. hoped for. I know. I feel like parents just assume at this point, they're like, yeah, if we go out of town, something probably went down. <laughs> Okay, so talk to us about the road trip. Well, the road trip. You know, you were uh, afraid that we wouldn't get along quite well within you know four or five days. But uh, I thought it turned out pretty well. We got to uh, take turns driving, and we got to see uh, a lot of the country. and saw a lot of uh, monuments, Mount Rushmore and Devil's Tower. I got to see my buddy Rick uh, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So we got to see a lot of things, and... Yep. Stayed at some interesting South hotels, Dakota. different levels, as you know. So, <laughs> Wait, le- before we get into the hotel shenanigans, I just want to let the record state, we once did a road trip that lasted four days from Malibu up to Spokane, Washington. And I am shocked that nobody ended up dead because we fought the entire time. Like every two minutes we were on edge. I was angry. I didn't want to leave college. Didn't want yeah, my life in Malibu to be over. 
There's a lot of emotions, but this road trip, I was excited about the destination. I was looking forward to it. We were taking our sweet time. So there's a lot of factors that went into the fact that we had we ourselves a grand had time. had the cat last time. Father. And we didn't have a cat packed in the back of the car. We had, we had a little more space on this second road trip. You know, the first road trip, I came down to Malibu and I said, you got a lot of, you got a lot of room, in, right? Yeah. She had so much stuff. And the, we couldn't fit it all in the car, but we packed it like a sardine can and had one little room for, you know, one little yep. 12 inch space for a cat. And uh, so that might have been part of the attention. Yep. That's all he needed. He's small. Um, the fans were raging about the food reviews that you guys were doing. What was your best and worst meal of this road trip? What was my lowest rating? You remember, Ev? <laughs> Um, you gave out a six a lot. I don't think there was ever a five in the mix. Okay. I thought, I thought maybe there was, but uh, I can't remember the lowest one, but you know, I, whatever it was, it was just bland food. It wasn't like anything with flavor or whatever, just filler. The, uh, best one was, uh, where did I get that salad? Was that at, uh, that was at the, uh, open air where they're playing the music, the country music, and they had the scoreboard. Had the football game, the Bears playing um, the Titans. Bears won, and uh, had a great salad. It was just perfectly blended, you know, perfectly chopped up, per- per- perfectly balanced, and it was amazing. It was the only salad I had, but it was probably the best meal I had the whole time. <laughs> the only salad he had of the whole road trip. I can't believe you're choosing a salad over like a slab of steak. He hated the ribs at Texas Roadhouse, and that was a big deal. That guy was probably the one. That was the one that should have been better, but it wasn't. But I didn't really. I was trying to try things I hadn't tried before, you know. We had this one that was probably second, real real close second, where it was like a tapas, where we had at least five different uh, orders of things that we never had before. And they, every one of them was special. Every one of them had a great taste. And that was in, uh, in Nashville itself. Yeah, if you're ever in East Nashville, you guys, yeah, it's called Butcher and Bee, and it's very hipster, trendy, kind of like industrial on the inside. They're playing like hipster music you've literally never heard in your life, and they bring out all of these different tapas, and it's all like appetizers, finger food, little tiny tastings of things, and you have absolutely no idea what you're eating, but all remember of it a tastes couple really years, good. Remember so a couple you, years ago in Nashville, go. 10 of us went to dinner like that, and we all showed up <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> And you spilled your wine all over Jeff. Yeah, it's called yeah. Barcelona. <laughs> all over his lap. And yeah, and I did spill my wine on Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening, I'm still sorry. That was um, such a party foul. Okay, I heard that there were some issues with some of the fine establishments that you spent the night at. And just very dirty. Wait, was that in Missouri or Mississippi or some state with an M? Uh, wall, where they had the famous wall drugstore, because we went and saw Mount Rushmore that day, and we did a lot of driving. We did an awful a lot of driving. Remember uh, that day where you got your uh, speeding ticket? Wall, South Dakota. Remember you got your speeding ticket that day as well. How could I oh, forget? Yeah. So anyway, we got the wall, and then we stayed at a hotel at wall. It was like America's finest or best or something like that, and it was... Not a whole lot of choices, but it turned out it was a pretty nice hotel. It was clean and not noisy. So the next night, we're driving, and we made it to St. Joe, Missouri, and about 600 miles you know, further, 700 miles. And I said, oh, they got another America's deal here. And you look online on some of these pictures, and you know, you can't hardly tell exactly what the rooms look like, but you just kind of assume that maybe it's going to be good. So we got there, and you would have thought it was uh, 
you know, they were worried about uh, zombies coming in the front door. The guy's all uh, masked up. He's got work gloves on. He's behind the glass. And I said, what, did you have a COVID outbreak? He goes, don't you know the COVID's all over the United States? Yeah, I go, yeah, I've heard that. But <laughs> he says, we've been doing this for a year. So anyway, he gave us a room. We walked in and about, uh, took a long time, about five seconds. Abby goes, this place sucks. It's it stinks. It's dirty, you know. And yep. we were I was tired, uh, tired and hot and sweaty. And anyway, went out to eat that night at the Texas Roadhouse. I might have had something to do with the review as well. But uh, we came back, and I said, "All right, let's change rooms." So I got back there, and there was a lady at the desk uh, behind the glass. And I just said, "Hey, can we just get a clean room?" You know, uh, we came a long way, and uh, she goes, "Okay, I'll give you this other room." So we went to the back of the hotel, thinking, "Oh, it's going to be quiet back here." There's some guy. He's got his door wide open. He's got uh, electric uh, supply truck or something right there in front of the hotel room. And he's got two beds. He's got all kinds of materials laying all over like he's doing some project. I go, what the heck? And then uh, I said, well, he's probably going to be quiet. So we went back to our room, got our suitcases, came back. It, was it must looks have like took a us all scene two minutes. out of Law and Order SVU. That's a good good description. We've got some guy five feet off the door just yelling into the door. And the you know, door was open, and I couldn't really see who was in it, but he's just screaming at her. And I said, this ain't going to work. We're not going to stay here. And we, as we drove by, I saw some gal in a nightgown that kind of looked like maybe she was a professional woman. And uh, we went back again for one last try. <laughs> got the girl, and I said, hey, you know, you got a hooker back here. You got no people screaming. I said, there's got to be at least one quiet room or one clean room in this hotel. And he got uh, 50 rooms at least. And he goes, all right, I'll give you one more try. So she gave us by the pool, which was obviously closed and dark. But it was quiet. And it was clean enough. So we got through that, that night. And then uh, I think that, that had to be the worst for sure. And what is your favorite quote from Rocky that you always tell me all the time? Not how, hard, how hard you hit it's how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. You just keep moving forward, hookers and all. A professional woman is a good title for this episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell us about Nashville. Like, what did you think? You dropped off your baby girl in this new city across the country. You had to have some opinions of it besides the humidity because you can't blame Nashville for that. Can't blame Nashville for that. That was the first thing in my mind, though, was the humidity because I was walking around sweaty the whole time. Except, you know what? There's good air conditioning there. All the all the buildings had air conditioning and the hotels and stuff like that. Uh, Nashville was uh, laid out kind of unusual, uh, but it's got you know clean city uh, downtown at least. And then uh, look, everybody was friendly. Everybody was very friendly there and uh, had good attitudes and just a lot of stuff to do. I mean, there's plenty of entertainment. Uh, restaurants and things like that, and you seem to know everybody and, or know of everyone like that. But we went to the Ryman Auditorium, you know, the famous uh, old one where they used to have the Grand Ole Opry. That was pretty nice. So that was right downtown, and we walked around a little bit, and there was must have been 10, 12 buses of uh, young girls celebrating, partying, and uh, bachelorette parties. And Abby had told me that Nashville's the capital of the world for bachelorette parties, so if you didn't know it, you, you would know it then. It was just every, it was everywhere, and uh, but it was rowdy, rowdy partying city. This was like uh, two o'clock on a Friday afternoon, I guess. So there was no lack of yeah. entertainment or Starting something. Starting them new, early, you know, so you know it was, it's a perfect place for me. 
Yeah, but there was. It's a nice city. It's a very nice city, and it's growing, and there's new construction everywhere, and and old older neighborhoods are building new houses. And Ashley, do you want to ask him about some life advice, maybe, from you someone in their sixties? Out of my mouth, Kevin. What is some advice that you would give your twenty-something-year-old self? Always uh, plan ahead, you know, and do your homework ahead of time if you can, uh, and. You know, be yourself, but uh, go in, go into situations with your eyes wide open. You know, don't expect things to go your way. You know, hope for the best, expect the worst, and just do your best. And if you if you do your best, you're gonna you're gonna succeed. And just, the old uh, adage by uh, president in the twenties. What was his name? <laughs> you know, Ab. Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge. We're back to Calvin Coolidge. There we go. It's uh, more than more than education, more than money, more than uh, anything. Persistence is the best avenue to get what you want, and you'll be successful if you stay persistent on it. That's the best advice I get. Believe it or not, Abby brings up that quote uh, maybe once a month on the podcast. We uh, talk about Kelvin Coolidge quite often here. We're big Coolidge maybe fans. more than once a month. I think so. And then I was going to ask you, are you still friends with anyone that you went to college or high school with? Oh, yeah, quite a bit, uh, especially now, you know, but you guys don't use it anymore, Facebook. But the old people still stay in touch with the high school people that barely knew. You know, you know somebody for just a few classes and their name pops up and they want to be your friend on Facebook. Say, so, OK, but you've got things you can talk about. My hometown, Mount Vernon, Illinois, it's like the same size as when I was there, around 15,000 people, something like that. But uh, none of the same people, or not, not a lot of them. They can move on, and you know, a new generation's born, and they, uh, they're there for a while, then they'll move on and you know, have kids and whatever like that. So it's, uh, and then uh, college, we've got college uh, people that I know that are all over the United States, and high school people as well. And uh, just, I do stay in contact with them, you know, via email, via Facebook, via my old college buddies. We, we stopped and saw one of him in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Rick Dahl. He was a, my roommate, and uh, he's traveled quite a bit, but he's ended up there with his wife, Christy. Yeah, that was an absolute trip, getting to see and meet your old college roommate. Because the last time I had seen this man, I was 10, so I obviously like don't remember but you guys showed me pictures from the good old days and it was just really That's crazy cute. and cool. Yeah, it I was really fun. Wait to have kids with you, Abby. <laughs> with me. We're 40 Our children. Now. Yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It gave me hope that with social media, who cares where you live in the world, you can still keep in touch with people years and years later. Abby, what was one of your takeaways from your road trip together? Back to me. All right. My takeaway, well, I actually am notorious for hating the car. I can't even stand it when I'm in the car I for like an hour. Time. A lot of people do love car time. I just get so antsy and I feel like I need to get up and move. And that's why I don't like being in the car. Um, but to be honest, the road trip was not so bad. And I really just think it's because I have this new adulty perspective where I'm like, these are times that I won't get back, like this special time I get to spend with my dad, like all this quality time until you're a real adult working your job and you only see your parents like twice a year for the rest of your life, you know? So I was like really cherishing it, really trying to take it in. And it was really fun. 
Um, and then also for a while after I got to Nashville, it just never really sunk into me that I live here now. <laughs> like it just feels like I'm on a trip, like a week long trip. And it's like, oh, fun and stuff. And then once my dad left, once he left father, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 23 years old. Like I'm not 18 going to college. Like I'm an actual adult. Like here I am in the city. It's time to like go to the grocery store. No, I actually didn't. Wow. I did not shed a single tear. I feel very comfortable and at home here. And I think that's a big plus because if it was a new city and I felt weird in it, I think I'd feel like homesick and sad, but I don't feel that way. Yeah, let's drop you off in Chicago next time. That'll really get the tears flowing. <laughs> yeah. That'll shake <laughs> me to my core. Been. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kevin, what was your big takeaway from the trip? It was just a realization that my daughter my little baby girl was finally breaking away and actually going to live her dreams at least the most recent dream of wanting to move to nashville you know coming out of college with uh in the covid or beginning of covid that uh, they were laying people off there so it was like that was going to be uh for her uh, a long wait looked like and then she was terribly bored here living with us because she did not grow up here she grew up on the other side of the state that's where she had some friendships and things like that so uh, anyway, she she made do here and did a good job. She had got a job for iHeart and uh, was doing real well with them. And uh, her boss loved her, but uh, she still had that dream of moving. And an opportunity came up, and she uh, took it. And uh, I'm very proud of her. And I know she's um, waiting for uh, her friend Ashley to show up and uh, live with her, you know, or next door to her or something like that soon. <laughs> But uh, you would, you would, Ashley, who's that? Uh, you would enjoy it. You would be. You guys would get to get along well, and uh, it, it'd work out for you, Ashley. But uh, I am proud of you, Ab, and tested uh, and approved that we get along already. I know you do well. That's right. You passed the time test. And I'm going to go ahead and say your recommendation for the people anyways, because I know what it would be. My dad really likes the show Longmire, which can be found on Netflix at your local streaming service. And he reads all the books. So he's read 14 or 15 out of the books. I think there's a 16th currently being written. It's not even produced yet. So he is on like pre-order for that book, but he is blowing through them. He's become quite the avid reader. Longmire, everybody. And don't worry, Kevin, we're going to post some pictures with you on the Instagram so everyone can see. Don't worry, we are not short How of exciting. pictures of you and Abby. <laughs> Do you want the fans to follow you or add you on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing as many fans as I get them, you know, with Facebook, you know, that's the problem with uh, America right now because people will say what they really believe and half the America doesn't believe the same way you do and rather than uh, you know, talk it out and take your point of view and you take their point of view, people just uh, unfriend you. So but there's always more people coming out there. You tell them, Dad. People are too sensitive in this world. All righty, everyone. Go find him on Facebook at Kevin Hunt. You won't be disappointed. He posts a photo a day. He's doing a photo a day for 365 days, whole year worth. I'm gonna tr keep it trying. Keep it trying. All right. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, see you at home for Christmas, maybe.